0: Everyone, and welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thanks for joining us. The music of JXT brings us in to our first segment, Welshy and Lyle. Good day to you guys. Very good, day, Tony? Hello, Tony. How are you? Excellent. And uh, of course, we had the music here of JXT because he's going to join us in just a tick. We'll uh, welcome him in just one sec. Uh, great interview last week with the big sexy unit, Nick Berry. I thought it was really good, actually. He was, um, he was good fun, Nick.
2: And uh,
0: he was a of high, wasn't he? You could still tell. I'm was... just
2: happy that you got his name right. Eventually, Nick Burry. What's going on there? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> come on. You
0: know what it was? It's though it's not even a word. No, but it was because I've been telling myself because that's how it's spelled: B U R Y. Burry. You know, no, I can get exactly. out of English that. is the second language.
3: You confuse it, yourself me? by saying, "Don't say it like that." Yeah, and, and then, then you I said end up saying it. It like exactly. You Talked
0: yourself into it. Yeah, very much so. Well, one name that I can't mess up are three letters: the name of JXT. You'll say J-xt. <laughs> and he joins us in the studio after what has been an enthralling couple of months for him, traveling all around the world. Jxt, good day and welcome, boys. How are we? You could have stuffed it up. You could have said JTX. I could have, or but I didn't. or, J-xt, or <laughs> but I didn't. But JXT hey, mate,
1: is here. Welcome home. Thanks. It was good to be back. Glad to be back. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but uh, you have to. Like, I think the reality is doing tours like that is probably the way I'm going to try and attack it now Going go about it. But um, not, that I'm, like, not that I hate living here at all. I always said if I could have America's wrestling scene in Australia, purely on the quality, I meant quality, quantity, I meant, sorry, like the amount of work there was, um, life would be complete. But you can't have the best of both worlds. So I'm here back, ready to go and smash this scene while I'm here.
2: I um I really enjoyed following your social media while you were over there and watching a match here and there when it was sort of made available. Um, what I noticed is there was a lot of uh, development and like personal development and wrestling development that you did while you were over there. How important was that to you?
1: Um yeah I felt like, well, like within two weeks of being there, I was like you go there thinking I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. And then you get there and it's like, wow, well, I don't actually know anything. And that's how it felt because – and that's what I was trying to stress to the guys there currently, like the like the new guys and even to the guys back home. You have so many good minds at backstage at shows just hanging out just look, so they're just there and people aren't asking for advice or even just at training alone – And yeah, each week I was learning something different. And whether it it wasn't always just wrestling, like you said, even personal development, just you shouldn't approach it like this, you should approach it like that, or this is how you should, you know, even just conduct yourself backstage or don't stress about these things. Or just, yeah, there was so, it was like I was a sponge just trying to suck up as much as I could. And it was like an overload. So each week it was like I was a new person. And yeah, you've probably seen it like I did too, from like the first match I did to the last match, I was a completely different wrestler.
2: Um, Yeah, you almost uh, developed a more. Harder edge style, I felt.
1: Yeah, a lot of the feedback was, I'm too hokey. And although people had said that here, there wasn't a lot of direction. It was like, <laughs> too hokey, what does that mean? Just... Um, well, there's different crowds in wrestling, all right? So you can wrestle in front of, like I did in Canada, we wrestled in front of, it was Burger Festival. There's kids, there's families, yeah. they're at a festival. It's be a hokey, fun... Be hokey as hell yep. then, yeah. And then... When you wrestle at the ECW Arena in front of Philadelphia's hardest crowd, or a game changer in Philly, and they're gonna go, oh, cool, you suck." It's yeah. like, and if you say, you could, if you go out there and you get put in a chin lock and you fire up and say, "Come on, baby," they're gonna go, "You suck." Yeah, and it's it's a completely different shift. So, Bull James was great. He pulled me aside a few times. He's like, "Why are you doing things like this? Why do you even the way you react And Joey Janela was the same. He's like, "Did you do this just because we're at Burger Festival?" And I was like, "Yes." He's like, "Good. Don't do that shit." Um, just little things. And it was even just the way I walked, the way I would sell, like, yeah, so many, it's real complicated and hard for me to explain to the listeners. But yeah, just each week there was different bits of feedback I was trying to pick up and just adapt on the fly. And it was good because there was so much work. Oh, there's another show tomorrow. So I could change that and try different things each day.
0: So do you do you find personally yourself that you felt you were a much better wrestler at the end of the tour than you were when you went there? 100%. yeah, Much better, completely different.
1: Um, and it's hard too, because how do you sell that to someone? How do you come back and tell right. a promotion or a promoter or a booker of a company that doesn't watch other shows, who's not following you, or might not follow, no, be aware, or like you guys might have been watching, but some people aren't. And how do you explain or prove without them seeing it? Like, hey, I'm different. Hey, I'm trying to be better. How hey, I'm trying to change this or I have changed this until they see it. So yeah.
2: And um, I thought because uh, the the one that really stood out to me was when you wrestled. Um, at the ECW arena, that um, on the impact pre show, mm-hmm. and you had a new finisher, you had completely different mannerisms in the ring, but it was still JXT. Um, I really enjoyed that match, and I, I think that's the match you probably need to sh- get people to
1: look at. Um, yeah, and I think personally for myself, too, it helped because for yourself, you're like, Holy shit, I'm wrestling in the ECW arena, holy shit, I'm wrestling for impact. But it's also, too, it's like, all right, this is the time to go balls to the wall. This is the time to lay it all out. So, yeah, trialing things like different finishes. I still use the retweet in shows. And it was just, yeah, just little things. And even, like, doing – and I wrestled wrestled Ace Romero, who's such a big dude as well. So that completely changes your style He's he's
2: good, too. He's a good – Oh, amazing.
1: And he even – he came up with a lot of the things, too. He was like, why don't you try this or why don't you do this because – I was like not a fish out of water, but I was thrown in the deep end. They're like, "Yeah, you're kicking off this pre-show, and this is your first time. Go nuts!" And it's like, "Whoa!" But um, but yeah, that was you know you've it's, you know sink or swim. You got to try your best to bloody swim.
2: And it, sorry, go.
1: Ahead. Hey,
3: oh, the thing I noticed mainly was there's more intensity yep. in, in between the ropes.
1: Is that you're going to bring that back to shows locally? Yeah, hundred percent. I think. We have such a small wrestling scene in regards to just population, purely on population. Like, we don't have that as many wrestlers, as many people, as much talent around. So, we all end up not wrestling the same style, but like, some ways we have a, like, Australian wrestling has a sort of, like, sort of its own style in a way. And that's one thing I found there that different shows, different promotions, you had to wrestle differently because each crowd was completely different. And yeah, that's one thing I noticed big time was, I, like, again, with the being hokey stuff, it was sometimes too much fire up and be like, hey, what's going on? Let's do this, as opposed to I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. My, my French, but, like, that's the mentality I had to have and I had to drum it into myself that, you know, this is no longer, hey, um, I love wrestling, woo, let's go. This is your life savings, your whole life's on the life, you sacrificed everything, your whole life's work. Like, why are you not being aggressive and going nuts, you know? So, yeah. That was your job. That's your job. Well, yeah, that's- In a period of time, that was your job. hundred percent. And sure, I'm thousands of dollars in debt now. I'm trying to make (laughs) up for that. But um, this trip was more so establishing, like making those those connections. And not just that too. Once people gave you an opportunity, it was all good. Oh, he's a good dude. He's doing the right things. There's step one. We'll give him a shot. You've got to also, when you get that shot, knock it out of the park so they give you more. So I did a good job of establishing a good network with some good promotions that will give me solid work now that- all I've got to do is get some money so I can go back and then I can yeah, make that my job and do it regularly, hopefully.
0: We've got so much to talk about. We haven't had you in the studio for over 12 months and a lot has happened in your life in that yeah. 12-month period. We just spoke about the the period of wrestling that you had over in the States, but so many other things, uh, the, 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 the few days that you had with uh, the NXT tryouts there, the mm-hmm. promoting with uh, with the shows in Mayhem. So many things. The podcasting even yep. has come into your life in the last twelve months as, as well. So let's start covering off on some of that other stuff. And I suppose if we work backwards from where we are now, so we've just spoken a bit about the the, uh, the shows, and we can always go back to that. But take us through the uh, the tryouts that happened three. I think it was about two or three months ago.
1: Yeah. So um that when I booked the whole trip, all I did was book flights. And if you listen to my podcast, like you said, talk and stick, I go right in detail yeah. in it. But um. Yeah, it was something that sort of fell into my lap unintentionally. I got, I applied for a separate tryout, and then I found that it was sort of through WWE. And I was like, hey, because I've had a good relationship with the office for a couple of years now, and I was like, hey, I've got this tryout. It's going to lead to an NXT tryout. If I'm successful, is it worth even doing? And they were like, no, just come straight through. We want to look at you anyway. And so I was like, sweet. And then um went and spoke to Jake Navarro, who's 100 strong personal training. I owe my life to him because without him, I wouldn't have survived. Good plug. And yeah, I have to, but um, it's just... I even had a guy message me on Instagram this week. He has a tryout coming up. He's like, I message 100 Strong. I'm getting him to do a plan for me because I'll tell you, without it, I wouldn't have survived. But, um, yeah, it was hard physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, the, when we did promo day, like, I was shaking. And then when I went up in the middle of my promo, I had a pause. And during the pause, I could feel myself shaking. Um, even – and like I said about each week, feeling like I was a completely different wrestler – well, like two weeks post the tryout, I'm like, nah, I shout the bed. I should have done this. I should have done that because I'd already evolved myself. But I it's two weeks beforehand. It was like, yeah, it was almost like you grew months worth of experience over here that you like. It was like, does that make sense? You'd get it's more experience. In, yeah, yes, because there's more happening. There's more people around. So, but yeah, the triats were cool. They were hard. They were very, I don't know, is a good way to put it? But it's, they make you feel like you're walking on eggshells on purpose. The coaches aren't overly warm or overly friendly until you sort of go out of like, come out of your shell and sort of approach them and then they'll give you a little bit back, but then there's times you'll approach them and they'll give you nothing back. So um, it's a real, you've got to really be able to read the room, but um, it was awesome to go in the performance center and have a whole experience. And there's a couple of uh,
2: familiar faces in that tryout as well for you. Mm -hmm. Does that help?
1: Oh, yeah. When I found out um, Big Cabin was on it, that was amazing because then we, I had someone that I could talk to about, what are you doing you're leading up to this? Um, like, how are you feeling? How do you... And then just not just that, when you're doing the drills and you're meeting all these new people and it wasn't just other wrestlers, there's NFL players, there's uh, professional bodybuilders, there's people that were on that the Rocks, the Titan games and stuff. There was people from Cirque du Soleil. So there's all these Crazy professional athletes, and here I am, some schmuck indie wrestler, you know, trying to be a professional athlete. Whereas these guys have been getting paid six, maybe seven figures their whole lives to be professionally trained. So it was hard. It was a good gauge in that respect. But then having someone like Cadman there, who we've done, we trained together, we've done the things together to sort of get that gauge of how do you feel you went, how do you think it's going. It was yeah, it was a big help. Even yeah, sure did, sorry, even having like Eva Lee's there, yeah, someone who's the more experienced than me wrestling wise. To be like, I'm feeling like this. What do you think? And she was like, yeah, I, I agree. This, like, Okay, so I'm not just going crazy. Because, yeah,
0: yeah cause in there, you, your mind's going you've nuts. Worked,
2: you've worked with her in BCW.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: We sort of get a little bit of a, a an experience of what it's like with the movie Fighting With The Family and when Paige had her tryout. And, and that, and so you sort of get a little bit of an indication as to what – That might have been like was that Mm -hmm. was that a fair indication of what it's like or is it even harder again when you're involved? I guess it's a Hollywood version. Yeah,
1: it's a bit it's it's hard to put them together. It's a bit more cutthroat. If that's hard to imagine, but um. Like I watched that movie and I knew I had the out coming. I think I watched it like a couple weeks before I left. I cried almost like the whole time because like, I <laughs> hey, related I to
0: everything. I'm, but I cried at the end of it too. It was just a, it was a good story. I'm not so. doing the end. I'm talking like the start. Oh, in the yeah, middle yeah, yeah, yeah. just like the whole <laughs> yeah, thing. You're like this is
1: my life. Yeah. Oh, like, even just like there was one moment where she like she had like a breakdown and then she looks up and then like the Stone Cold posters behind her and I'm like I have the same poster in my room. Like, ah. <laughs> but um but yeah like that's what I mean. It was su- it was like they don't and this is a good thing like you said about familiar faces there. Um, Elliot Sexton was there just in the performance center. Guys were coming in and out to get like, um, see doctors just to have checkups or even just to do workouts and stuff. And even he said, He's like, Oh, you don't? He says, See, everyone's doing what whatever they are doing at the time. He's like, Don't do that. I'm like, We've all been doing it the whole trite. He goes, No, don't do that. They, they don't like that. He's like, They won't tell you. There's a lot of, he's like, But don't do it. And I was like, Well, like, there's so many things you don't pick up on. And that's the whole, that's why they don't give you nothing. They don't want to let you know what you're meant to do. They want to see, who picks things up and
0: realises what they are and aren't meant to do. But do they give you a clue in regards to the way they speak about it? No. Nah. So how are you meant to pick it up? If they
2: do it, it would be very subtle. Yeah,
1: or, and they, yeah. But, but then they'll tell you other things. They'll be like, stand out, grab the coach's attention. But then one guy tried to do this backflipping in the ring and he's formed the rope and he fell over and then they blasted him. It's like, well, I'm not going to do that to try and grab their attention. <laughs> but he was trying to do what they yeah, said. Yeah, so yeah. it's like double-ended sword. It's like we got to toe the line and – yeah, yeah, grabbing yeah.
2: attention though. I mean, a lot of that can be not even through actions. That can just be having charisma. Yeah, well- It's
1: something that you've built a lot of your career on, having some natural charisma. It's hard too though because, like I said, these guys, a lot of them, the NFL guys I know specifically, the first day they were like, yeah, they are real loud and they were getting around each other. And not in a, As Australians, we see that as obnoxious. <laughs> and it's like, mate, you're being a wanker. Shut up. You're making it yeah, about yeah. yourself. Someone will be doing a drill and you'll be louder than anyone else and putting the attention on you. And as an Australian, it's like, shut up, mate. You're being a wanker. You're annoying But me. that's what they wanted. They wanted us to be. And then after the first day, they were like, this guy's the standout. Every coach pointed him. I'm like, wow. To me, I thought, if you did that at a footy club, everyone you would you'd be, yeah, you'd be out. kicked out. You know what I mean? But it's in their nature just to sort it. But they wanted that. In the end, it was good because we all did it. So it became a good vibe. Everyone got around each other. And a lot of them I still keep in contact with now, the guys we did the triads with. But- when, especially, like I said, this is our, I guess, way of life as an Australian. You walk in there and it's like, I don't want to be loud and obnoxious when someone else is doing their joke because I don't want to put them off. But yeah, it's like, that's another thing you had to read. And then they're like, this guy stood out. It's like, wow, let's do more of what he did. Mm. But like you said about the charisma thing, being like, I think I'm not just Australian. I'm not, not that I'm a shy guy, but I'm not one to be like, hey, everyone, look at me right now at the time. So when we got to cut promos on day two, after that, everyone was like, whoa, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And I was like, I can always, I can talk. It's just, I'm not going to be the loudest person yeah. and be like, hey, look at me. So it was hard to gauge that. When do you do it? When do you not? You know what I mean? Um,
2: I know you watched a lot of uh, that. Was it Proving Ground or whatever it is on the WWE? Proving
1: Ground. World. I've watched Breaking the whole Ground. thing three times. So yeah. how
2: much How much does that help
1: with your um, mindset and things like that and preparation? That I did a lot of things. So I watched Breaking Ground, which is like a series on the guys in the Performance Center, and currently they did a tryout episode. pretty good. Yeah, pretty and good. then they give give you a look inside of like some of the guys in NXT trying to train and build their way up. I watched a lot of um, on Instagram Live and on YouTube, they post live videos of the tryouts just to get a look at the drills, the environment, how are they treating it. They were better because they were unedited. So it's just here's an Instagram Live video of what's happening in the tryout right now. It's like, wow, what are they doing? What are they looking for? How is everyone standing? What are they doing? And – um even little things like I knew before I got there, like no singlets, everyone wears T-shirts, okay. Everyone tucks their shirts in, no baggy shirts, okay. And then speaking to people, like that was something I asked Buddy Murphy when he was here, I was like, there's no singlets in the performance center I've noticed on all the videos. So he goes, "Yet yeah, no, no, hygiene is a massive thing, no singlets. Okay, you know that before you go there. Some guys didn't and they go, hey, t- t- take that off, or they got told beforehand. So just trying to pick up any cues I could talking to anyone I knew that had been there who would. You know, Peyton Royce was great. She helped me a lot. She was like, hey, you know, how's it going? Like, even checking up on me on day two, like, how's it going? What are you doing? Like, just anyone I could just grab any information from and anyone that was there that I could tell us, hey, I heard you've done a
0: tryout. What what did you do? Yeah, that helped a lot. Is it hard also with the the fact that you're already an established restaurant in your own right? Mm -hmm. Over here in Australia, you're getting booked by plenty of shows and all that sort of stuff. And then to go and to have to prove yourself, is that a, is that a tough thing mentally to do?
1: Um, you've got to go there and not just like, yes, at the WWE try but also on every other independent show. You've got to go there and remind yourself you are nobody. Yeah. And um, they don't watch. You're telling me the promoter of this show in Pennsylvania is watching, you know, bloody Platinum Wrestling's longest reigning champion. No, he doesn't know that. So they don't know who I am. They know, oh Australian wrestling. Yeah, doesn't didn't Will Ospreay move there or something? I'm like, no, no. They're like, oh I'm okay. Have you worked in my Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. That's but they don't know. They just all oh I got a lot of uh Will Ospreay's move there, didn't he? Or they know that he's been here. So I think that helped us a lot. Um World Series, PWA and MCW's stuff, mainly World Series, a lot of them knew about World Series. That's only because the guys they book or the guys they know personally have come over for that.
0: And they've gone back and spoken about how great Australia was. Yeah, or they've seen it
1: online and stuff, whereas anything that's just us, we know about it. So our good stuff. Our good stuff that we know (laughs) is going great and we're doing so much of means nothing because they don't, to them, to just to, like I said, when you're in WWE, all you get was I listed every trainer. I listed all the, here's, here's Josh. He's wrestled for eight years. He was trained by Rip Rogers and Orlando Jordan. So anything I'd done with Jake or George or um, anything else, no, nah, it didn't even get like mentioned. So, yeah, you've got a humble pie, swallow your pride, ego out the door, and just and even, like I said, when I rocked up to independent shows, hi, I'm Josh, I've been, I'm a wrestler, I'm from Australia. If there's a spot on your show, I'd love to. If not, I'm sure you help out with the ring crew. That got me a lot of opportunities. Then once you get the spot, oh, he can wrestle. Wow. He's really good. How long have you been doing this? Eight years. You've been wrestling for eight years. Wow. Why didn't you tell us earlier? I'm not going to come here and be like, hey, I'm an eight year veteran and give me a spot brother. But you've got to go in there humble and forget and just remind yourself you are nobody to them and start from the bottom. So uh, you mentioned earlier in the interview, Joey
2: Janella, and I know that you made You have a good friend there already. Yeah, my brother. Um it seems like you are cut with a similar cloth. How did that come about? and uh
1: try and tell us a story that you can tell <laughs> Force one Yeah, we've been deemed the tag team Sesh Force One. We haven't had a tag match. um <laughs> yeah, it was funny. there was a couple of nights in I think Shaz McKenzie messaged him, and she's and he goes he has this distinct voice. he goes, "Yo, Shaza reckons the reason we get along so well is you're like the Australian version of me." But yeah, essentially, yeah. To be fair, I think he's a bit more crazy than I am. But um, <laughs> now like I walk up to Russell Pro training the first night, and he'd just come back from his knee surgery. He had a match that weekend. It was his first match back, so he was there at training just to test out his knee. Hey, I'm Josh. He's like, oh, he's like, where are you from, Australia? Oh. And he's like, and he moved, I spoke about like because Shazza was on the yeah. spring break. Just hey, how you going? Didn't see him again for a couple of weeks, and then when I moved in with KM, we went to the the gym, the same gym as Joey because he lived around the corner from it, and KM's known Joey for years, so um. We'd see Joey all the time and start chatting to him. And then he was like started working out with us every every now and then. And then and I'd been there for a month at this point. So I was living with KM for say two weeks. And KM's not like a drinker. And Joey's like, Dude, do you party much back home? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm like, mate, I go out every weekend. Like, um I haven't I've drank here once since I've been here. It's killing me. He's like, Do you wanna go out and drink? I was like, Yes. It was like a Tuesday night. He's like, I'm going out tonight, let's go drink. I'm like, sweet. He's like, I'll pick you up at six. I'm like, done. And then that was it. We went out every Tuesday, some Sundays, some Fridays, and if we, it was even one one time we went to get a rental car, and they Joey didn't have a credit card, so we couldn't get it. It's like, oh, we worked out a way that we we're getting picked up at four a.m. now instead of leaving at nine p.m. the Saturday. Sweet, let's go out then. We've got a few hours to cool, Let's go out and drink, you know. So, um, that, yeah, essentially just common interest, being in the same place, same time, knowing the same people, and then hit it off.
2: And um, obviously he's got a bit of pull on the, in the indie scene, so. That might be uh, a good connection for you when you do. He does not company.
1: realize how much of a draw. We went to a show with him, me and uh, Kevin KM, and like he had his merch and he hadn't really put all his stuff out. And me and Kevin were like, what are you doing? We're like, stop. So he stood at the merch table. I stood in front. I started taking the money for him. And then Kevin wrote up this thing and it's like T-shirts and photo ops and a combo. Then Kevin folded up all his shirts and he pulled out all this other merch that Joey didn't even lay out. He's like, what are you doing? And Joey's like, ah. <laughs> and we're like dude so we just yeah he doesn't realize how big a name he is i don't I think but yeah he's yeah. uh especially after that last AEW show he killed it
2: yeah and um and joey Janela's spring break is just such a, a huge thing it's a thing
3: in itself is it not yeah so um yeah sought after tickets definitely in wrestlemania weekend yeah definitely so um yeah gotta make sure i get back for that day. Hey? yeah definitely
2: well, yeah, i wouldn't mind seeing you come out and
1: do you like, know how much tequila you drink you with uh, yeah, So I've retired from tequila shots <laughs> and i got back and I said that with vodka too, but we all know like wrestling retirements, there's no such thing as a retirement, right? Especially from vodka. I said Obviously. that. And then the first night we, we we made KM come out with us one night and the first thing he did after a couple of drinks, cause he's not a drinker. He's like, I got a shots. I'm like, what are they? He's like, tequila. I'm like, I told you no tequila. I'm like, this <laughs> is why I don't remember how I get home. And he's like, oh, you wanted a story. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of a good one. <laughs> Uh, one night, one day we were, at, um, we were at the gym and just talking about wrestling. Joey's like, oh, we're at this. It was, it was like just after StarCast. So he's like, oh, this happened and we're talking to this person. And if you've ever met KM or see KM, he is very loud. He's from Brooklyn. So you can hear him across the whole gym. And we're doing our set and then, like in the gym across the aisle from us, there's this guy and he stands up. He's like, hey, guys, sorry. I didn't want to be rude or anything, but I'm a big fan of your work. And I know who you all are. I just wanted to say, hey. We're like, oh, thanks, man. And then Joe's like, dude, we got to stop talking about other wrestlers in the gym. And then um <laughs> it was cool. So he but he was like, you know, some fans can be quite annoying. He was awesome. He was a perfect fan. He came up, so hey, I'm a big fan of all you guys' work. Just wanted to say hello. That Saturday where the rental car fell through, we went out. The it was the, this bars on the beach on the Jersey Shore, and it closed at 1 a.m. And both of mine and Joey's phones had died. So we needed to call Uber. I'm like, hey, because we seen the when we rock up, he's a security guard working there, right? He's like, boys, don't even check ID, use a cool. He came in, brought us drinks. We're like, awesome. And then afterwards, hey, can we borrow the charger? We just need a charger phone so we can get home, you know? He's like, oh, I'll drive am Like, sweet. And there you go. So he drove us to Wawa, we got food and everything. <laughs> wow. There we go. Yeah, that was now, a tame one for you. Yeah. We'll have to guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to, yeah, no incrimination. <laughs>
3: what was the main thing other than loved ones and family and friends that you missed while you're overseas?
1: Um the one thing that sort of kept me, I guess, in tune with everything here was footy. I think being going during footy season, being a big AFL fan sucked. So I'd watch the front bar every week, I'd watch the Sunday footy show and I was sometimes watching Bounce. I'd listen to Triple M's podcast like Triple M Footy is on the replay. Just to, and it, I'm still doing my footy tips, so I had to have have an idea of what was yeah. going on. And I'm still doing all right. I'm in like six off the leader, so yeah, keeping tabs on footy. And even like I said, the local footy where my mates play, um, round one, uh, they had the the local station does a game every round, and that was my team's round. I looked sweet. So it was like 11 p.m. I laid in bed, put that on, and listened to my mates playing footy That's in Melton true. all the way. Yeah. So footy, yeah, footy kept me in tune with everything. But um, I don't know. Is it
0: sad? Bad? To say I Didn't really miss much here.
3: No. Oh, no, no, not fun. at all. But, fun, but it is—it yeah. is
0: such a small world, isn't it? When you can do that sort of stuff, and the internet you know, helps. Yeah, yeah. So but when much. you walk into a promotion or when you walk in the gym and someone says they've actually seen what you do, and you yeah. might run into. To be fair, Australian. he only knew
1: who I was through Joey's Instagram, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But <laughs> he's even if you, you you're drinking, yeah, but even, he's like a, a guy Joe.
0: I'm a wrestler too. Yeah. You run into <laughs> Aussies in the street and all that sort of stuff, and you hear that voice and that distinct Australian accent, you go, "Whoa!" yeah. yeah. That was nothing. Off, just seeing,
2: I find it off-putting when I'm in some countries. Yeah.
1: Nah, I loved it. Just seeing another Australian was like, yes, please. Can I just talk to you for ten minutes? So I don't. Because you, you have to change everything you say. You can't say how you're going. You have to say how you're doing. You can't say where's the bath, the toilet. You have to say where's the bathroom, bathroom or the yeah. restroom. And just footpath, sidewalk, boot, trunk. Every time someone, because I had to get lifts to every show. Hey, can I get a lift? You need to take the lift. Hey, can can the I bar. grab a ride? Oh yeah, you can grab a ride. All right, cool. Chuck me bag in the boot. What? Keep up the trunk. trunk. It, just, it gets so annoying, but you get used to it. You just got to change your words.
2: You um, know? I know that you got booked uh, for a show in Alaska. Yes. That's very rare. People don't understand how rare that is.
1: Yeah, so the WWE only run a show in Alaska once every five years. So, And they're the only company. There's only been, other than WrestlePro's last show, there's only been three other independent shows that have run in Alaska ever in history of life. So if um, yeah, a wrestler to work in Alaska is quite rare... And obviously, I was there with Pro and KM really hit all that up. That whole Alaska thing's like his baby. He went over there to Anchorage and sort of set it all up and got it working. And then their first show drew, I think, 1,200 people. So oh. they run Sullivan Arena, the same arena WWE run. And um, yeah, it went awesome. And they're like, yep, yeah. they're like, Josh, and he's like, I'm getting you on this Alaska thing. Like, we, he's like, you've done all the hard work, and we haven't. When I was there, Pro didn't have a lot of shows going on, because post-mania, everything quiet downs, quietens down a little bit. So he's like, yeah, we're bringing you back for Alaska. He's like, sweet. So then when I was seeing, it's like, oh, I'll see you soon. See you in December. See you in Alaska. So yeah, we get to see the Northern Lights, which is cool. Fantastic. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's um, going to be just a great life experience to be there.
1: Yeah, because one, how many people go to Alaska? 2 let alone like, go there for work. You know what I mean? So yeah,
0: that's pretty exciting. As a promoter now, and you've done a couple of shows with- I'm the- retired from promoting. That's all right, but you did a couple of shows. <laughs> Heading to the independent shows throughout the States, mm-hmm. was there stuff that you picked up that we should be doing over here? And was there stuff that we do over here that is better than what they do over there? Oh, we get- so many things, yeah. yeah. Like I said, like I'm done with
1: promoting. I was having this chat last night with another wrestler. I'm like, I'm so burned out from her. Like, it. Like is trying to focus on myself enough, let alone run a show. But it was experience. Like running a show, I think every wrestler should be forced to do it once. Did it give I you an music. appreciation of the business? Not just appreciation of the business, but you know how much goes into it and we all know and saying it's one thing yeah. and I think it's like any living you know, it. actually doing it's another thing with your money yeah. and I've, I've some people run shows with other people's money and it's like you don't get the same stress <laughs> if <laughs> it's not your money. But um, yeah, you, there's a lot like, they're so blasé if that makes sense. So many times I rocked up at a show at 6pm and the show started at 6.30 and got on. And it's like, that would never happen in Australia. You're told who you're wrestling six months out. And it's like, if that changes, like, oh, I'm so sorry, someone pulled out. And that's like a big no-no. Whereas over there, the amount of times I had announced matches and the person didn't show up, so, oh, they couldn't make it today. You're, they couldn't make it today. you're wrestling this person. All right, cool. And that's not even a problem to them. Like there was some time, like I was booked on a show, a, better, a promotion came up and I was like, ah, oh, hey, thanks for the opportunity, but I can't work your show. I've got something on that day. They're like, that's cool. Whereas over here, I told a few of the independent wrestlers there a story of another wrestler who he had a wedding on and then he couldn't make the show. But the promoter like, oh, I still need you there because we're doing this storyline and stuff. It's, and they were like, they laughed at it. They're like, wait, the promoter wanted him to come from the wedding to do, like, do this like running or whatever. they like, you just, yeah, the amount of times that, and not that it doesn't matter, but just like there's ways to work around things. And even still, I don't think I worked a show that had over 250 people. But I was wrestling companies like Beyond. Like my match has had over 800,000 views. Mm. The way they market their online is so much better. The amount of shows I've done here, matches never go online. They have no streaming service, which is why I think, I think Wrestle Rampage are the ones that I know of. They do live. So does PWA now. They now yeah. do live too. They, Amazing. Newcastle, Newcastle, Parcel Newcastle, Parcel yeah. Pro. That's, exa- that's exactly OVO. what was working there. Beyond Wrestling is every Wednesday night live on IWTV. PWA had their trainee show stream live. Well, that's the thing. Once you sort of hook it up. You know, there was guys over there. They'll call go professional wrestling. They're like camera guys, and they have the setup. And you book them on your show. Your show goes up live on Fight TV. Fight TV is the same thing that had AEW on it. It's got Impact on it. New uh, Japan. Super- New Japan's on it. And it's like, hey, hey guys, you've got Fight TV. I'll be on there. The show's like twenty bucks. I want to be on it live. You know, if you want to watch it, bang. And even Impact live on Twitch. Like, there's more revenue streams than just tickets at the door because shows here will draw like nine hundred people. It's like, oh sorry, we can only pay you fifty bucks. It's like you had nine hundred people. But over there, they're making so much money on advertising and having an online stream, that, yeah, and you, and putting their matches on YouTube and making money off that too. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to learn. Oh, um, yeah. uh, and and the rings are so much better. Oh man, softer. Ring, oh yeah, just like <laughs> they don't hurt like to the level that our rings do. Especially like they all one suck. Of them. But when you're wrestling five times a week, it felt like I'd wrestled one match in Australia because I'd wrestle, wake up on a Sunday after a match, and I'm like, oh, the rings here, like your back is just killing you, and I noticed it big time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wanted to stress that because oh, no, it's so it. an important point. Talk, talk us
3: through a, a seven-man scramble match I know was, or on your podcast. Does
1: GCW call it the six, was it, the six-way fuck fest? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it kills you. No, that's all right. But, um, um, they've heard
3: worse. Yeah, that's... All right, we're good. <laughs> uh, um, I heard on your podcast you explaining you
1: think a lot of promotions in Australia should yes. run with it. You want to talk us through that? Yeah. So it was one thing I noticed, like when I was there, it's like, hey, my name's Josh, I'm here from Australia, blah blah blah. Or even like you see them the week before, hey, message them, I would love an opportunity. There's always these like six or seven way scramble matches, right? First forward to finish, seven guys go. They're normally hit real fast pace. They're exciting. They're explosive. Everyone does three to four things. You get to see like the best of everyone, and it's a real good way to sort of be like hey i can i can wrestle and then you get a big spot and a lot of guys do them battle royals tag matches and to have a singles match was quite a big deal whereas over here it's like we're almost lucky in a way as wrestlers it's like oh we all get singles matches or we all get strict tag matches whereas one it adds more variety to the show and two you get to see more people on in the seven man match there's seven different characters one of them might really catch fire. You put him in a singles match next show, and then you can, you know, there was one guy who was like, yeah, I've wrestled a seven-way here for the last three shows, but I'm getting over. And it's a way to get more people on the show, and it's a different match again. And, yeah, it just I found it really exciting, and there's a real formula to them. Like the first one I did, I was like, wow, this is so annoying. These matches suck. They're so hard to put together. And by like, the third one, I was like, wow, these are actually cool. There's something to this. Why aren't we doing it? I've never done one in Australia, and I can't remember seeing one. It'd be a of. really good idea um for the bigger Australian promotions to audition people. 100 percent And that's what and that's what it was. And that's like I said the six way fuck fest. GCW do it on purpose because they're a well known independent now. They've got quite a name and there's all these guys that they want to bring in, but they're like, Oh, we should see who works with our audience, who doesn't. So they have these matches to trial them and yeah, a lot of places did it. Yeah. Sounds um entertaining. It was yeah. By the end I hated them at the start because it's like, oh, these are so hard to do. But by the end, I loved them. I was like, wow, there's a real art to it as well.
2: You just make sure your spots are the best spots.
1: Well, yeah, ha- that's, that's the challenge. And that's it. It's either step up or step out, you know?
3: So that's you're strictly retired as a promoter? You can't run a show? Nah, on like athlete. I said, Bring there's no in. such thing
1: as retiring. Like, <laughs> All right, that's every right. How many have retired and stayed retired? Next May, him And especially when like independent wrestlers say they're retired. No, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> Shut, Shut <laughs> up. No, George has retired, hasn't he? George has retired eight <laughs> times. Since you've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love George. I told him. I said, you come out in time and I'll arrest you.
0: Ah, ah. <laughs> you shut up.
1: Oh, man.
2: Speaking of George, you are making your long-awaited return. Yes, at NAW. NAW. That's, that's got to be a little bit exciting to be back in the arena. Well, it's, it's like... not.
1: It's not going to be at Albion. It's going to be in Roy. Okay. Which pers- I was shouting because I was like, oh, I want to work at Albion again, which I've spoken to them and hopefully, yeah, eventually it hopefully will become a regular thing. But, um. When when I left there, it was like completely different management, completely different people in charge, and I left there pretty bitter, just like pissed off. And I think the the a negative thing about having such a small scene is if you have a falling out with someone or just business doesn't work, it's almost like all right, blackball, sh- you're out. And because we've only got so many shows happening, it's like oh he's done, and it's like well there's a completely new people different there's completely new people in charge. So it's a completely different like animal than it was when I was there, other than. They still do King of the Cage. They still have a title and they're in Albion still. But they run Glenn Wright. It's a completely different company. And it's like, hey, I want to wrestle. And that's, I a th- a think, something that gets misinterpreted, not just by wrestlers, but promoters as well, is as wrestlers, we want to wrestle. Like I've, I've approached promotion, like, hey, I see you have a show on. I'm free. They're like, oh, we didn't think you'd want to wrestle here. I'm like, why would I not? I want to wrestle like every day of my life. Like Why would I not want to wrestle? Like I don't understand that. But yeah, going back to NAW and I'm pretty pumped.
2: I think it's going to be awesome because there's a lot you can give back to that promotion now as well. Um, Even just advice for some of those young guys. um, If you watch, like, I'm hoping that a lot of those guys ask you to watch their match.
1: Well, I hope they do too because I love teaching people and training people. I've actually been talking to people. Spoke yesterday about like trying to run some seminars coming up because it's not that I know everything. Nobody in wrestling knows any everything because it's an art form. It's subjective. But there's things that I did and I learned from and you don't have to make the mistakes I made. You can almost jump that, you know, and there have been, there were, I won't throw them under the bus because they might not want and people to know they asked. but people, other wrestlers have asked for, Hey, you did this or Hey, we've seen you did that. I'm going to try and do something similar. You know, how should I go about it? Hey, I did this. Don't do that. Don't get an Airbnb in Elizabeth, which you have a one in 23 <laughs> chance of getting shot or stabbed every day. <laughs> don't do that. But like, yeah, just little things like, hey, you had a try. How did you get that? This is the way I went about it. This is how you apply sort of things. Or, hey, you wrestled for this company. I want to get in there. Or just, you had a good match. I liked it. Teach me how to do things like that. You know, there's so many things that, yes, yeah, so hopefully I can give back yeah, if they I mean, want it. But if people don't want to hear me talk, I won't talk then. But even speaking
2: to a couple of promoters who who love having you on, your sh- on their show, not just for your wrestling, just for the fact that you actually do promote your appearances, which a lot of workers don't do not do enough
1: of over here? Yeah, um, that's one thing over there that really helped me. I rock up, hey, I'm um, Josh. I wrestle as JXT. I'm from Australia. Oh yeah, how long have you been wrestling? Eight hey, years. Oh okay. But but sounds like
0: he's done that a few times, doesn't he? He's oh, just he's man. got it off the top of the head
1: yeah, now. He yeah. <laughs> <Every, off.
2: 'cause
0: laughs> it's his elevator And You
1: met every day. You met someone new, like someone. You met like a whole roster new of new people, and um, it's like hey, it's like, oh, okay, and then it's like ah, oh, we'll, we'll we'll put you on the show. And then you tweet it or you Instagram. They're like, "Wow, you got a lot of followers! Wow, you actually have a following! Wow, a lot of people have watched our stream." He's actually, and it's not that you're a draw, but you've added. So if you've, if I've got fifteen people, twenty people, which was the case sometime from Australia, purchase the show. There's twenty bucks per person. This company has made. I've already, I've already doubled what they're going to pay me to wrestle. And it's so, like, wow, he's a draw. Wow, he's going to get us online reach of new fans that don't know us. And it's the same back here. Like if, and we're going back to NAW. Any fan that followed me from Beyond or Impact or GCW that's got on board me, well, now we know what NAW is. What is this? If they have a good online thing and they can watch it live or watch my match on YouTube, they might check it out and then they might become a fan. And, then you know, just it's, yeah. com- it's common sense to me. It's branding. You're a brand. Promote yourself as best possible, you know.
0: And having Lobo back at NAW as well is a, a massive uh,
1: fillip for it as well. Well, from what I hear, I haven't been there yeah. and I haven't, like obviously I haven't gone, like it hasn't happened yet. But um, yeah, I'm excited because that's how I broke in with Lobo being at the helm and helping. So I'm excited and I'll, I'll be like, he's come to a lot of shows and I always ask him for what do you think? What's his feedback and stuff, but I'm excited to come back from this trip so soon and get to work in front of him and see what he thinks and what he likes. Cause yeah, I still look up to him as much as no matter what I do, I'll always look up to him.
2: And I know they're doing a lot of work on their social media at the moment. It's something that uh, I've spoken to the person who's just started running their social media and. Um, they're actually
1: making it a priority which I'm enjoying. Um, I spoke to a few different promoters here and there when I was in America about things like that, and I was they were like, "Oh, how is it you know and I'm like like again with the online promoting I said before about promotions in America doing it differently, and I was like, why aren't you doing this? like there's there was like say, for instance Creator Pro, which is Russell Pro's like brother sister promotion that's in New York, every week on YouTube it's called Cap TV, Creator Pro TV, one match. And they do like a little recap of whatever shows are coming up or a promo or a continuing storyline. Every Sunday night on YouTube, there's a new match from Creator Pro. And they run a show once a month. So you have a seven to 12 card show, 12 match card. You break that up, it's going to last you for months. And why I don't know why companies starting from the ground up for online things aren't doing that. You know, Like I said, there's companies that have established an online thing, which is cool, keep going, but for those that are trying to revamp or push like why aren't you doing weekly things on youtube or yeah, just getting eyes on the product you don't have to
2: reinvent the wheel you just got to look at what's successful
1: yeah and just put in the work like and this is one thing i couldn't get i was like how can you justify spending x amount on this talent yeah. who has no following he's going to get you no fresh eyes draw no people but then this has eight to 10 times that and you're not going to invest an extra 30 bucks like where's the logic in that and not just that too like instead of putting the money into more posters, why don't you do a weekly YouTube show?
2: Yeah, which is cheaper. Mm. Yeah.
0: So the other thing we, we – so we've covered off on Wrestling in America. We've covered off on the tryout. We've covered off on promoting the podcast. Let's really? go through that. What, a, what an interesting thing that's been. It's been fantastic to listen to some of the shows and give you that opportunity to – and hopefully that opportunity grew from you stepping into the studio here with us. But uh, just to – yeah, to, to sort of look at the other side of life and that is the media side.
1: Yeah, I love podcasts. That's why whenever you guys ask me, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm here." I listen to podcasts every day, and I just like. You, I think you guys realize this. There was a lack of Australian podcasts. There was a little while there where there was like a like a short spike where there was like four or five of them, but now you guys do this again. It's weekly. It's regularly. I, that's my biggest downfall is I don't put a podcast out weekly anymore. But life takes over you sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I've loved. I think I found. I like doing the interviews personally because I love speaking to Lobel about how PWA happened, because personally yeah. I'm a big mark for that and I want to know. But on the flip side, I think I've gotten more feedback from when I've done just Q&As with myself or with, say I've done it with Fox and Ali and it's just fans asking us questions because then they get a deeper understanding of you. And even doing an interview like this, people might not have heard my podcast about the triad or any of the trips, so they've heard you guys ask me now. It's, oh, now they might listen to that. It's yeah. just more, I'd say, eyes, more ears that... More people that can know about you or get more information from you. If there's more out there, there's more chance. It's like you throw a hundred fishing rods out, you got more chance of catching a fish, right? Yeah, and and if
0: anyone hasn't heard your Q
1: and A's of yourself, mm-hmm. they're quite interesting. I
2: um I really loved uh, and it was probably when you were going through the worst time mm-hmm. overseas, but that's when that's what made for the best listening. I think I felt like you were you. Were, it's really hard for a human being to be super honest with themselves sometimes. And I feel like that's what you were doing. And you were actually, it was really raw. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I, I loved it. I mean, I just i just felt like we were getting to know the man behind JXT and um, and sort of I was sensing your development as you were talking.
1: Yeah, I think that's the most important part about it is you've got to give give up a lot of yourself because that's it. You want, so like, hey, you can see me on a show. You're going to only get to the base level of who I am as a person, especially like with the long, deep podcasts, the more you can go into things, yeah, the more they can get understanding of you. And it's easy to say, oh, look, he went overseas and it probably cost him a bit of money, but good on him. But to the depths and detail that I could go in and explain that, yeah, I think that helped a lot too. And not just that, it's cathartic for me because then I can get it off my chest and explain it to people so then I don't have to tell a million people, hey, it's I will be cheaper than counselling. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that too. And not just that, you get people that are like, "Wow, well, I didn't know," or they people like reached out to help because like, "Oh, instead of doing it like that, you can do it like this. Maybe do that." But yeah, I just there's, I can't I can't see a negative like thing from it. It's just you got to same thing like with promotion, you just got to put the work in. So yeah, yeah, got to get back to it. Talk and stick on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, um, we definitely plug the show a lot. Oh, cheers! We enjoy it. So, I tried to listen to as much as I could, like I same like back here, but then it was like. I, instead of keeping up with everything that was happening here, I tried to almost like detox from it. that makes sense? We had to focus on what you were doing as well. Well, yeah. And like, it's not that I didn't really, didn't have time, but it was like, ah, oh, I've been in Australian wrestling for eight years solid now. Other than the one month in America I took, which is like four weeks, like just take a break from it yeah. and just stop and step away. And I'm hoping that I can come back into a lot of places with like almost like a clean slate, but hey, let's see how he goes. Like I said, with my match work, with my work rate, with the way I approach things online and hey, He's back now. He's taking a break. Let's see how he is.
2: One thing I did learn from your podcast is not to that you're not your next job is not going to be as a travel agent.
1: Oh no, <laughs> not at all.
0: Um, see, I love this side of travel. Booking my own flights and hotels and all. I just absolutely love it. Don't
2: <laughs> let JXT book your
0: accommodation. No, I promise I won't.
3: No, I think I think you should.
0: You're going over there. Yeah, you're
2: from Melton, so for you mm-hmm. to say something was uh, a that, bit
1: rough. That was my theory.
0: <laughs> so you see, I'm I thought an Airbnb in Elizabeth would have been fantastic training for a wrestler.
1: Well, worse than Elizabeth in <laughs> Adelaide. Yeah, <laughs> because like training was in Rahway, right? So I was like, all right, cool. I'll get accommodation as close to training as possible so I can go Makes as regularly sense. as possible. Rahway's crime rate rating out of 100, like 100 being the worst, was like 56 or something. That's not too bad. And I didn't realize that I think, again, the population thing – in america street by street that yeah. jumps drastically and my crime rating was 88 and i was in one of the eight it was i had a it was one of the eighth worst cities or like towns in the whole of america what does there would have to tell you this like well yeah i didn't realize this km showed me he's like dude because when he dropped me off one night he's like <laughs> what are you doing you're gonna die I'm like, I'm like, nah, it's not that bad. Like I, I'm from Melton. You know, me old man grew up in Braybrook. I've walked streets of Sunshine and oh, Footscray mate. in Melton. There's nothing, right?
0: Nothing can no, Nah,
1: you. it is. Nah, it's complete. It's, They've it's got so, machine guns in America. It's so next level you don't realize. And um, it's easy to say, oh, it's, nah, it's not, that, not that rough at all. But no, nah, it was pretty rough. And then I thought that myself. I'm like, nah, I'll be fine. And then when he said that and then everyone else that was dropping me off from shows <laughs> or training were like, dude, it, where, where are you living? Like, this is where you're living? And I, like, and I get, I get like, uh. And then when I moved out and moved in with KM, so thank you to KM. He put me up on his couch the whole time. Like, even just the sidewalk or the footpath was like covered in litter. It was just trash everywhere, and just like broken down cars. And then like gangs hanging out on the corners. And were I was police like, there a lot. Yes, every night there were sirens. Every night you'd hear people talking.
0: The walls were paper thin. The house I was living in was disgusting. Like. And yeah. as long as if you don't stand out, I mean, you've got a beautiful clean-cut haircut. That's another that's- thing, too.
1: My first day, I'm wearing my red and black NWO jacket with my <laughs> Bondum brown dreads out with covered in fake tan, and I'm walking down the street, and I have this gang on the other side of the road just staring a hole through me, and I'm Man, in the- well oh. i your tights. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, what have I done? I'm in the- I took a wrong turn, and yeah, that was the scariest moment of my life. It's a good listen, though, so everyone,
2: you should check out the episodes. If you're not going to listen to any other episodes, definitely the ones while JXT was over in the States, they're a good listen.
3: How, how far by
1: car were you from KM's house? Um, his house was so, I was about a 15-minute drive to training. Yeah. And then another 25 minutes south was KM's house. So and where I moved as And
2: Shazza was, said that was a beautiful area.
1: Yeah, where KM lived was amazing. So half an hour difference and it's just a completely different way. Oh, well, of not place. 10 minutes difference. The next <laughs> town over was not even as scary. And that's the thing. I checked where training was, which was 15 minutes. And that was like, yeah, the crime rating almost dropped in half. But um, yeah, one in twenty three chance of getting shot or stabbed every day. But you can you wow. can lead out on that story for the rest of your yeah. life. Well, that's so. the thing I've seen. Good experience. Everyone's like, "Oh, Jay Lethal's from Elizabeth." And again, like I said about guys just being there. The first Russell Pro CZW show I worked, he was just hanging out backstage. Come to say hello, check the show out. Hey, what's going on? I remembered him from a couple of shows. He remembered me. I'm like, hey, um, I got uh, an Airbnb here for my time. I'm staying in Elizabeth. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the boys told me you were from there. He's like, yeah, and I got out. He's like, I'm trying to get my parents out, but they don't want to leave. He's like, someone got shot at the nightclub two nights ago. I'm like, ah, great. Guess I'm not going to that nightclub. And club. that's when you were still there?
0: Yeah. This was my like my fourth day there, yeah. And Jimmy Barnes sings a song, of course, Shutting Down Our Town. It's all about Elizabeth, isn't it? And the, uh, oh, it's a different Elizabeth, isn't it? Elizabeth in South Australia?
2: Yeah you Are talking about Elizabeth? I'm Elizabeth,
1: yeah, in New Jersey. Oh, I thought you were talking that's about Elizabeth. The nah, Australia. nah. Australia. That's just as bad. Yeah, that's no, where I'm from. Nah, nah. I've, I've wrestled in Elizabeth. Elizabeth is nowhere near as bad. But it is bad. Yeah, that's like what I thought you were talking nah. about. I Meadows. Think Broad Meadows on steroids. <laughs> that was that was Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah.
2: Now, uh, cool. you, you and Joe Janela, like us, big fan of Superhuman? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. We'd be on the way home from shows and it'd be like 4 a.m. Because you like that's another thing, too. You wrestle every day, but... Like Beyond Wrestling for us was a – because Joey lived like 10 minutes from KM, so It'd be like a seven-hour drive for us. So it Wednesday night. We're driving home. It's like 3, 4 a.m. And you get – we always say, like even me, Fox, and Ali say this. It's like on the way home from a show, you get weird. Like the conversations just get weird. They take a weird turn because you're delusional. You're coming down from adrenaline. You know, you haven't eaten for a long time what you have or whatever. You've taken a knock and you just get weird. So we like just – after footy bus rides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How much crazier is it than the way up? And, um, yeah, but even, even without the drinking, like, this is the thing. So we just start watching superhuman and Joey's been trying to book him on spring break for three years now. He won't leave his house. Well, yeah, he won't leave his house and he no-sells him. So we were like FaceTiming him and like talking (laughs) to him and then, um, and then like, it wasn't even just FaceTime. It was like superhuman went on Instagram live with Joey. So they're FaceTiming each other on live Instagram and then... (laughs) And then KM's there too and I'm there and we're all yelling out and yelling. Yeah, just, and
0: definitely. you've
1: adopted the Yeah. So whoop. I've already I've sworn a few times on you. So that's yeah, that that is, the edge you want to drive. Right. That's that's so allowed you're allowed to just, so. yeah, we can say that it's the um the FTS, the fuck this shit elbow drop. Um there's only two people in the world that are allowed to do it, and it's me and Joey Janella. And uh, Which Joey's tweeted about. Yeah, he said me and JFC are the only two that are allowed to do it. If you wanna do it, you have to get blackout <laughs> drunk with us at DJ's or Bar A. <laughs> Which were our preferred nightclubs in New Jersey, and um, yeah, you hit the top rope, you give it the superhuman fuck this shit, whoop whoop boom, yeah,
0: oh, well, I drop. So what change, I'll do fam- is on the family on the
1: family shows, if you see me get up on the top <laughs> rope, I'm just gonna like gesture like one two three, and I want if the crowd can just go fuck this shit, that would help me a lot. On the family shows, maybe just FTS, but no, nah, no, we can because because the crowd can't get in trouble, but I can. So yeah. Oh, yeah, fair, cool. Yeah, People clear, want clear, you wanted edgy, right? Yeah, definitely. Is it a family
2: show this weekend?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's in so. Werribee, so kids Jeez. are. I remember I was at a show, Elizabeth. I worked, I worked an underworld show, and we were told you're allowed to swear. You know, it's going to be. We didn't, they we were just told we were allowed to swear. And me and Big Rig had this match, and he's stomping me, and he's like, fuck you, fuck your mum, fuck your dad. And he's like, stomping me. And then we were like, surrounding each other the whole match. I mm-hmm. uh, get out to the merch table. First, see sees like a 10 year old kid in his dad, and I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and then the dad just says. It was says, an adult show. It was Well, yeah, it was sort of like 16 plus, but you could come with, with kids. An adult. Yeah, and the dad just looks at me and he goes, he goes to school in Melbourne, don't worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sweet. <laughs> so then, yeah, I was okay. I'll, I'll
3: be at the showdown show this week with my kids. and awesome. they'll be they'll Get your kids in. to no, say They'll be joining yeah, I'll, I'll be allow much. that. <laughs>
2: Thanks. Here
0: we
1: go. I'm a good role model. <laughs>
0: What what does the next twelve months look like for you? Let's say the next eighteen months to the end of two thousand and twenty.
2: How does that look for you? Hopefully, get a call from a company to try out
1: with. That'd be handy. I'm done doing tryouts. They can just sign me straight up. What I'm saying saying is, hopefully, get a call from them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ideally, in a perfect world, well, I've got Alaska in December. That's like a one show. I'd be touring again by hopefully April. But like I said, I'm thousands of dollars in debt. So um, i have actually like, I'm like, screw this. I'm going to like, I'm a freelance graphic designer. I come back and my agent's like, yeah, I'm going away to Hawaii for two weeks. So um, I'll let you know when I'm back. And I'm like, oh, great. I've got no work for two weeks on so my first two weeks back and I'm flat broke. So I'm like, screw this. I'm going to get a new job and just work my ass off, save my money. So then that way I've got a fallback because I set myself up to, like I said, with a point where I've got enough connections with enough promotions now that I was working. The last two to three weeks was four to five shows a week. You can live on that, mm.
2: can and you then, do their graphic designing as well.
1: <laughs> well, I could do it there too, but that's yeah. the thing. It's just the, you can't rely on it because it's not regular. But no. wrestling-wise, if I'm wrestling four to five times a week, yeah. But that didn't happen until the last three weeks. So it took the whole three month tour to sort of set that up. And then if yeah. I go back, it'll be more sustainable. I've just got to pay the money off. I've got I've used now. Um, and just, yeah, go back and I can stay on Cam's couch again. Even he was looking at moving. He's like, why don't you just get signed? Then I'll buy a two bedroom. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll get signed tomorrow. But, um, ideally, yeah, I'll be back there as soon as I can and just wrestle as much as I can now. So come out and see me cause I might not be around too long. I'm happy with that. Mm, that yeah. sounds
3: good. If you work really hard, you might have enough for a down deposit to buy a place in Elizabeth.
1: If someone gives me a visa or I can marry an American girl, yeah, sweet. Even that. That'd be Been right. nothing wrong with that. Happy for me. I just gotta. <laughs> yeah. I just gotta get there.
3: How did you, how did you go with your your diet over there? Yeah. Shithouse. Oh, American yeah. food and
1: Their food, is, food sucks,
2: shocking. especially the cheap food. Well, not even that. Like,
1: all right. So we have Quest protein bars in Australia. They have like six to seven grams of carbs, and twenty-one protein. Theirs have twenty-four grams of carbs. It's the same bar, the same brand. What, yeah, why what, why is there so much more? Because they pump everything full of extra sugar, yeah. extra salt, and it's extra processed. It's like, why? It's the same thing. Even like their chicken breasts. Like I'd buy like plain chicken breasts, and cause it's cheap, I couldn't buy the organic one. So I'm buying this hormone steroid pumped chicken and it's horrible. It's not not that it was bad for me, but it was nowhere near as good for me. So it was so much harder to eat clean because yeah, everything I found. Even though I'd put on a lot of weight, because after the tryout, I was like, yeah, I'm letting myself go here a bit. I'm going to enjoy this. But with being back for a week, I'd already lost a lot of the weight because it was like just sodium buildup and just like bloat from their crap food. Like, yeah, it was so Mm -hmm. hard to diet. I tried. I was meal prepping and trying, but even sauces. I don't have Nando sauces. It's like low calorie. Was was Jake upset when you showed up the first time? Nah, it's all right because- it's for Jake. It's a new challenge. Yeah, like yeah. So he's got me, like a whole new plan, and I'm like, I want to try and keep the weight on and build the muscle from his.
0: Like, All right, sweet. We can do a whole new plan. And he, yeah, he loved it.
1: But of, course of course he it, did. I'm like uh, a guinea pig for him.
0: We'll get some listener questions to throw your way, and I'll oh, kick it off. Go. Andrew Elms uh, asks, "What's the most memorable moment for you on the US tour? Wrestling for Impact at the ECW Arena?
1: I think like Impact's like its own thing, and then to topple over, it's like because like I was like a massive TNA fan back when they were TNA back in the day, and then. Still a fan of like what impact is now. And then massive ECW mark. Oh man. And it was like, I'm in the ECW arena and I'm sharing a locker room with Dreamer, Sandman. Mm. Um, Even before the show, just chatting with big Sally Graziano about like him and Guido and Guido's there as well. And it's like, yeah, that was so cool. It was like, oh yeah, this is where, you know, from beyond the mat where Paul Heyman's like, this is the dance. Like I got to walk up those steps where he knocked the wood and everything. I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm wrestling, you know? So, yeah, and yeah, you cool. wrestling a, a really good wrestler as well so good wrestler on a good platform um and yeah it just isn't yeah it was the best night ever um
2: i've got one from david fort uh, any tips you have for someone starting out in the business
1: um go to a school asap sometimes i'll have guys message me cuz i get it a lot on like instagram hey i want to start wrestling and they'll be like yeah i'm saying maybe 22 23 i might think maybe i might get a bit fitter and then i'll give it a try i'm like no go try it out now you can do all that like on the run. Just get to a school as quick as you can. If you have to move, move. Find one that's close because I found that if you've got to drive two hours to training, it's so much harder to get there. And when you're sore and beat up, and it does hurt a lot more at the start because your body's not used to it, it's hard. Just get to a school as soon as you can. And if you're under 18, go to gyms, work out, be fit, be ready, and look at the wrestlers and how they look. And don't everyone says, oh, but Kevin Owens. Like, that's like the classic thing people say Kevin Owens is one in a million. He's an outlier. He is a one in a million. Like, he's a freak wrestler. So, um, get in shape, go to a wrestling school as soon as you can.
3: Oh, I've got one from Sam Edison. Uh, what's Addison, it? Addison. Edison. I was going to say, uh, this, this, is gonna be a,
1: this is going to be a little drive by here. Yeah.
3: No, no oh, there could be something behind this. So <laughs> I think I might be. See- What's the difference between a wrist lock and a wrist watch? I wouldn't
1: know because I'm a poor wrestler. How's that for you, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that That's a loaded end. question. It, it, Are they both the wristies though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the classic
1: old brother. He knows, he's so green, he don't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch. <laughs> it was always the, that was always a great,
2: great commentary back in the day. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, jokes T, uh, you
0: Happy to stick around for a little and bit. Arts. Yeah, let's do. I know. Yeah, I, I was there when some of this stuff happened, even or when it was like leading up. So we yeah, cool. About. All right, let's talk to you about some of these stuff in the second uh, segment in just a tick right here on the turnbuckle. Second half of the show, Kevin Owens brings us back with uh, his Tony, music. Tony, that's, are you phoning this in? No. no that, that was, come on, give us a proper no, introduction. I'm a little bit tired. I'm sorry. Uh, second half of the show, welcome back, everyone. On the turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com, we've got our special guest, JXT, in here with us, and that was the music of Kevin Owens, and getting a good run on WWE at the moment, isn't he? I feel like they're trying to turn him into Stone Cold. Yeah. Is that good or bad? Um we'll see, but it's good for
2: Kevin. He's uh I felt like today's Smackdown opening had a touch of Eric Bischoff about it. There was it was realistic. They turned his mic off and he grabbed another mic and then they turned that off then he grabbed the commentator's mic. I felt like that's I know that Eric Bischoff likes realism in wrestling. It's all about reality, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I felt like there's a there was he's a very very limited input so far cuz he only just arrived. But I feel like that might have had a touch of Eric Bischoff about it.
0: Well, he's in Melbourne two weeks ago, so he avoiding you. <laughs> no, he wasn't.
1: <laughs> How was that? Did you guys get to go down? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, went down there.
0: yeah. I was spewing. I was like, oh, "I won't be here." I was. In uh, the- uh, we, we gave our review a couple of weeks ago, but it was one of those interesting ones where you expected him to do all the talking, but he he opened up the Q and A within five minutes of the start of the show. So mm-hmm. there were some nuffy questions coming from
2: the
1: crowd. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. What was it like partying with the New World Order? Oh, was my favourite one. Some
2: guy. I'm a manager (laughs) My favourite question Wasn't the manager Now one guy said Who My favourite two wrestlers Are the two Scotties Who would win a fight Between Scotty Hall And Scotty Steiner It's like Oh man Kayfabe brother
0: (laughs) 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 Eric (laughs) Theoretically speaking
2: Eric goes What On paper Or real life If I'm booking it It was gold
0: Yeah
3: so we're liking Kevin Owens and the way it's all happening? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've only watched
2: that opening, so... Well, he comes back at the end as well. He breaks back into this... Oh, the, really? Comes like back him. in at the end of the show, like through the crowd in a in a crew shirt and uh, stunned st- um Oh, changed. that's right, because he is the stunner, so I can yeah, see the similarities, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, look, I think Kevin Owens is a baby face so we'll give him some new lease on live. Yeah. Think.
3: Blur- blurring the lines... To an extent, I think it's a good direction.
2: And he's that every man too.
1: Yeah. Like he's got kids. He's got a wife. He's a slob. Oh, like, but that was one thing Bischoff loved too about he said the realism. like Not necessarily having heels and baby faces, like having people with good morals and bad morals, but letting people pick their sides. I think, yeah, I can see what you mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No.
3: Definitely interesting going forward. Uh,
0: who was the wrestler in the Herald Sun? What's that about? Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah,
2: there's uh, I was looking at a website today. There's um, certain ways you don't want to be getting your photo in the paper, and poor old Chris Jericho, his photo was in the paper in an article about because some random guy had a photo on his social media with Jericho, but he's been caught for child pornography, oh. and poor Jericho's oh. photos in the in the <laughs> on their website next to this. Rock Spider. He's the victim yeah. of being popular. And, and they named him
3: and <laughs> they named under him the photo. <laughs> oh, yes. it. Aussie media. It yeah, clickbait it at, at its finest. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Good
0: old Herald Sun, <laughs> eh? Oh.
2: Saw so a great debut. your fish and chips in it.
0: No, no, exactly. Uh, oh. Saw a great debut in NXT this week. It was, uh, I'm really finding it hard to say, Bronson Reed. We haven't his seen it His name is Jonah Rock.
2: We haven't seen it yet. No.
0: So what was the word,
2: though? Uh, well, I know who wins. I'm not going to give that away. It's on Thursday on NXT. Watch it. It's his first match. Um, it's his first round of that tournament.
0: Yeah. So yeah, have a look. Take us through the excitement for him, JXT. It'd be an amazing thing. Yeah, it'd be one of those
1: things because he's oh, how long has he been there for the whole year now? Since yeah, it's yeah, it's been February, four, yeah, four yeah. months. Yeah, four four months, months, I think. Yeah. So like, he'd be so eager to just get on TV and see what. Because you're in that performance and building yourself. Although, like you said, he's already an established wrestler. He knows who he is. But they'd be critiquing things and fine-tuning things to so the way that they want him to come out. And so he'd be so excited to just be like, hey, WWE TV, this is who I am. And see the reactions from that, for sure. Yeah. You know, the stuff works. he's been doing online with Stokely. Uh, Has been getting really good press. Good. Yeah. Like, on just on the live shows. So Even the
2: stuff he's doing with Sexton, where um, they they seem to be having a lot of fun.
3: Yeah. Well, hopefully they can bring that to the TV product as well.
0: Now, have AEW announced their new is that a, their new pay per view. No, no, it's just on this week.
3: Okay, cool. Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, it's on Sunday for us, uh, which is good for us. Oh,
2: definitely. Is it on Fight? I haven't looked much into it.
3: Uh, I am assuming it's on Fight. That's where I'll find it. Yeah,
0: uh, it's easy. yeah. Some really Fight
3: TV. Yeah, you know, it's a charity event, Tony,
0: for the military. I would suggest Fight yes, for the one Fallen in Jacksonville. Yes, yes. So uh, yeah, it's. Good cause.
1: There's some really good matches on there. Wow. It's an,
2: American, good, it's an American cause, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah
1: so. That's I think the one thing you can't knock about AEW, like talent roster is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's nuts. yeah. i was just been watching the Fighter Fest and the amount of like good matches and good wrestlers is crazy. Yeah, they
2: you're not gonna question their in ring work. I'm interested to see what happens once they've got weekly T V because let's face it, your TV's just a two hour ad for your pay per views. Well, it's a complete
1: game changer, yeah. To see the way they're going to structure it, yeah, because yeah.
2: they've only got two hours, so
1: you can't have four thirty-minute matches. You need to be building. Nah, but yeah, I remember. Maybe I think Raw 2003 had a period where they were like having like at least a thirty, forty-minute match per show. Yeah, that that'd and, be um, that'd be. A I'm good not, I'm gonna, yeah, and that and they keep emphasizing that the wins matter, the wins and losses matter, and how you win. So it'll be interesting to see how they. Attack that when they've got weekly TV.
2: How did Joey pull up from the foot spot into the tax? Did you ask him?
1: Um, well, he said he pulled up fine from the show. So, but like, that's a regular Thursday booking for you. That's just not a spot. Yeah, he's, yeah the, the amount of things that he's yeah. He was telling me when he got thrown off the roof that one time. He's like, yeah, three weeks later there was like this big like cyst on my back, and then it cut it out, and it was like a like a it was like a six like um probably a six, seven centimetre piece of glass. Oh, Like, was just stuck in my back and my body trying to get out. And we had to cut it out with an ecto knife. And I'm like, that's okay, cool. This is regular, <laughs> regular for him. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the thumbtacks and the foot spot, he's done a million times before. I'm yeah. sure he was okay.
3: Main, main, main eventing, a uh, large pay-per-view and then backyard wrestling the next weekend.
1: So. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was but that's him. He's crazy. Yeah. Like, he doesn't stop. Like, there were some guys that were signed that were very... Oh, we're signed now. We're going to just have a few shots, say goodbye to have a few promotions. And he was like, nah, I'm doing the opposite. I'm getting my name out there as much as I can while I can every day until I'm only on TV once a Until we, he can't we'll be do. bothered doing it anymore. Yeah. He can't physically do it as well. Like. I just don't think it's in him. He always says, he's like, I'm going to die in the ring. <laughs> and he means it.
2: Like, I believe him. So. You need to bring him out here and introduce him to George. <laughs> oh, Not yeah, like a lot of George, <laughs>
0: Uh, Evolve have their 10th anniversary show, and that's been shown on the WWE Network. Uh, directly up against Fight for the Fallen. <laughs> as, oh, as there you go. See.
3: Yeah. So I'm not going to watch that one live. I'm going to watch Fight for the Fallen live, and then-
2: Oh, are you taking sides already? Uh, well, you could always go back to the other one. Yeah, line. I'm probably, probably going to no. watch oh, the yeah. other one. I'm going to watch the WWE one live, and then try and steal Fight for the Fallen.
1: <laughs> it's, you can't that's say what It's a charity, with. Welshie. That's why you got to have friends in oh, high it's places. It's a charity
2: I believe in, so. Well, there's that. There's there's that. <laughs> <laughs> not bad.
3: No, but there, yeah, there's some, some really good wrestling on this week. There's a lot of WWE talent on that Evolve show too. Yeah. yeah and,
2: and look, uh, 10th anniversary show, they've produced probably more WWE talent than just about anybody. Oh, that'd be up there with Ring of times. Honor. And um, I just, I'm really keen to see that show. I haven't watched much Evolve, I'll be honest. And. To see Austin Theory on the network would be really good. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just want to. Uh, I'm interested to see the network be more value for money and partnering with Evolve. If they can have them on there more regularly, mm-hmm. and even another couple of promotions from around the world using
1: these independent scenes, they're sort of partnering with and making it. Yeah, like it's not just a WWE. Yeah. And, and,
2: yeah. and then look, these wrestlers. Then it's going to grow the independent scene in the end because a guy working on Evolve. Then goes and works at a show around the corner, and and like little Johnny and little Sally have seen him on WWE Network, and that it helps sort of so much, everything. Yeah. So I'm seeing it as a positive. Yeah. Um, a lot of people seeing it as a negative, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really keen to see that show. Yeah,
3: I thought that's what they would have done when they signed well, working relationship with Progress, but obviously that that's led yeah, into that. NXT UK. That sort of, but I you know the Progress shows are still standalone. They're not on the network yet.
0: Take us through WWE Extreme Rules.
3: Looking forward to it? That's only on Monday. This We've got the G1 this weekend. Oh, it's a big it's weekend. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night. And <laughs> so much good wrestling. Five for I'm the fall.
2: Have. Evolve.
3: Yeah. And I'm going to showdown to watch live wrestling. Yeah,
2: I've got plenty of
1: time on my hands at the moment. Okay, so. It's be there, so Yeah, I'll be at showdown. That's what I'm watching this
3: week. Yeah, so I'll be there live and then have to catch up on a few things. Uh, the lead-up's been not too bad. For um, extreme rules, is it a brand specific pay per view? They don't do that they anymore.
1: They don't do that. that
3: <laughs> that's changed. A lot's uh, uh, changed since you've been
1: gone. No, no, when I was there, we came because <laughs> we'd come in from training on a Monday night and a Wednesday and uh, Tuesday, I think. It was, yeah. So like Raw and SmackDown were on. so I was actually watching them weekly, as opposed to here in a random Tuesday morning, you know, not yeah. going to catch it. Um,
2: yeah, definitely uh, the Undertaker and um, Roman Reigns versus Shane and uh, who's he wrestling with? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I told you I was watching. That'll um like I'm interested in that. There's a couple of good tag matches on the card. It should be a good show. Yeah. Ricochet versus AJ as well. That'll um, be a cracker. Yeah. So
3: it's yeah, there'll there's, be shenanigans, I think. Yeah. So there's good wrestling mm-hmm. all weekend.
0: Now Welsh is a happy man because he was able to jag a couple of tickets to the Wrestle Kingdom International pre-sale today. Or from that pre-sale. Thank you, mate. Thank you.
3: Do you got us? He got the tickets for all of us?
2: No.
0: No, I think he just couldn't for himself. Sounds
3: a bit selfish. Here,
2: wait, you're going to Japan? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so by the, by pre-sale, the pre-sale has now finished, I think. So if you haven't got tickets, you have to wait for them to go on sale proper. But um, I do have my tickets to both days of reference. Sure, so you course. could have
1: got a media pass in there or something as a New Japan, Australia actually media. actually could have, but
2: <laughs> I don't think I would be able to get my girlfriend into the show that way. So, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, I'm no, really looking forward to it. Um apparently Lyle's been to Japan before and he said it's quite good.
3: Being brought up once or twice by you yeah. Mm. So. Oh, it has. I'm still not out of it yet. I what were the price?
2: Uh, it's about $138 a ticket. It's not too um, bad. and that's in like the that's probably the f- the middle middle price. It's it's actually quite reasonable, I mm. thought. Um so we'll be if you think of Eddie Hadd Stadium will basically be where the Medallion Club area is, so it'll be a good seat. Okay. Are you Finny? going
3: to both, both both shows?
2: Yeah, both shows. Yeah.
0: Girlfriend going to both? No, she's going to one. And Impact had uh, Slammiversary with an intergender main event. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I watched the main event. It was actually really good. Uh, so you- Tessa is really good.
3: Yeah, she's amazing. And it's like they're going to put the whole promotion behind her and let her run with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she didn't get the win in the end, which I thought was actually really good because going into it, I figured a lot of people it. expect it. Yeah. Uh, just adds a bit more of a layer to her as well. And Sami, after the match,
1: really put her over. Like, He's been having there. some phenomenal matches. Yeah. I think they're like sleeper matches people may not have been realising. They're at a point now where they're trying to prove something and like so being there firsthand, I was like, wow, this is actually way better than I thought. Like, Why isn't it getting seen as much? I, I, think just- it, I think it'll take time because obviously – you know, you've got to build that trust back they up. They just got the, announced the on a new network too. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, changing TV stations. As much for us, it's nothing because we're not getting these TV stations. Over there, they're like, oh, man, they're going to be on this station. I'm like, I don't know what that station yeah. is. <laughs> but, yeah, over there, it's a big deal.
2: Yeah, because some stations have only got, like, regional uh, coverage. And then I think they're moving up to – like, that's why SmackDown moving channels. We think, oh, well, they're just moving channels. But – it's, they're going on to network TV, which means they're in mm-hmm. every house.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. That makes such a difference. There's one thing I didn't realize was like you go through the channels and it's like, wow, not everyone has every channel. Like there's what, seven, nine, ten, Yeah. And then they've got their like extra channels. Whereas yeah, for them it's being like, I think impacts last, the channel they used to be on was only in like so many thousand houses. Whereas like you said, yeah, the new one, I think would they go to pop or access.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah they, they went to pop as an American.
1: No. Well, or was it access and they're going to be the feeder to new Japan. I'm something not sure, was. but they've gone
2: know. to a bigger station.
1: Yeah, but I think, but yeah, that makes a difference. So hopefully, yeah, coming off Slamversary being good, it'll have a, a solid run in. They've got a good women's division. Yes, um, something that I still think AEW's women's
2: division. I love the Japanese girls that are there, but I think that needs more, probably more bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ring of Honor's women's division is non-existent. I really think that that's what Impact have always done well.
0: Yeah, yeah. You had an gender match while you were in America. I had a couple. Well, I've, I saw one. That she had a tag match,
1: too, uh, in the gender tag match. Well. She has X, too? Yes. Shaz. I had a friend. Uh, he, he rang me when I was in America. He's like, oi, why doesn't that Shaz a girl post photos with you? You post photos with her. I'm like, he's like, he's like she, uh, she doesn't give you the credit you deserve. I'm like, yeah, you tell her. <laughs> you tell her. <laughs> but, she um, uh,
2: did talk about you on the podcast, though. So. Awesome. Did she put me over well? Um, no, she was, well, she was telling us about, uh, she was just talking about uh, the, where you were staying Oh, okay, yeah. 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 That's right. But um you traveled a long
1: way to tag with Chasm McKenzie.
2: That was a close <laughs>
1: one. That show was only I mean, like from Australia. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we've been on me and shows before. It's like, no, nah, we're gonna wait to do it in Brooklyn,
0: New York. Which
1: is yeah. cool though. In that's a brewery, true. it was awesome, yeah.
0: Hey, let's go through some of the upcoming shows this weekend right around Australia. Friday night, July the 12th, PCW Slam is on at Ferntree Galley with all of the up-and-coming PCW wrestlers. Saturday, a couple of their um, more experienced wrestlers are going to work that show as well. Oh, good. Excellent. I know Asia and I think
2: Sammy. I think Ryan Ryan Rapid's working that show as well, which will be good. He's, he's really
0: good. He, Saturday, July the 13th, is. Showdown Wrestling is on at Werribee featuring our man right here, J-Stick, PCW Ignition is on at Tree Gully. EPW Evolution is on in Perth with the stat card there. SPW and MCW are co-hosting Southern Rumble in New South, well- New South Wales, New Zealand. That's uh, interesting. Well done. Yeah, some big matches on mm. there too. If you've got an idea for a podcast... Contact us here at mypodcasthouse.com or on the turnbuckle through our Facebook page and we can help you get on the air. JXT, thank you so much for your time this week. We really do appreciate it. Nah, cheers, boys. Thanks for having me down. And welcome home, buddy. Hopefully we get to see you for a few months anyway. Yeah. Until the end of the year The whole rest of this year other than oh, like beauty. one week. I'll, um,
2: I'll be at showdown this week. For sure. The return I mean, of the
0: J-Stick. Get, get excited. Get excited. Tune in next week, folks. We've got a massive guest. Lyle, you've done well with this one. Are we, are we mentioning it? it? Yeah, go Yeah, oh, we are. Mike oh. Quackenbush.
3: The quack. Yeah, we've got Mike Quackenbush. Um, wow. Someone else that's wrestled a fair bit in America, just like JXT. <laughs> of
0: course, uh, <laughs> from Chikara, and he'll join us for a chat next week. So We really do have to really get up in the middle of the night to record
2: that. I think it's 1 a.m. in the studio, boys. Well, I have
0: to
3: get up. You'll probably still be awake.
2: When's
0: that? Friday. I think the studio's actually booked. Oh, it's in here. <laughs> I think someone's using it.
2: You'll be, on your way to work. You'll be on your way to work at that time, Lyle, to so it's Get fine. that checked
0: out. <laughs> my wife, Fede is going to think that I'm seeing somebody else. Yeah, Glass. you're seeing us. Lyle. Oh, yeah, yeah seeing the boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's going to be great. Tune in next week, folks. We're really looking forward to bringing you that. That's another episode of On the Turnbuckle wrapped up. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to catching you again next week right here on mypodcasthouse.com.